Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Your seat is reserved here at 6 o'clock as we bring you our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, death and destruction rages on in Northern California and chalk up another success for SpaceX. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And how anti-Trump forces are scheming to remove him from office using a little-known provision in the Constitution. Tell you all about it next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Thursday morning at 6.02 on News Radio 102.5. News reports suggest that windblown power lines and exploding transformers might have started the deadly Northern California fires. According to ABC TV in San Francisco, emergency dispatch recordings from when the fires began Sunday include calls about power lines falling in high winds and transformers exploding. Winds gusting to more than 70 mi- 75 miles an hour blew through the area late Sunday and early Monday. At, the, at last count, at least 23 people are confirmed dead in the nearly two dozen fires sweeping through the wine country and other parts of Northern California, and upwards of 500 people still haven't been heard from. I think a lot of folks, and perhaps including us, suspected, well, it's arson. We've seen that kind of thing before out in California, when, and when the winds get strong and dry like this, but this time, apparently not. Yeah. Uh, boy, that, that's frightening, because that's the type of thing... If they don't fix that issue to tolerate those kind of winds, they're going to see more of this disastrous uh, And something fires. we share with the, with the people in California, you know, after the hurricanes and losing power, of course, a lot of folks here all throughout Florida, Puerto Rico, Texas, you lose your ability to communicate yeah. because the cell phone towers are down. Same situation in California. They're saying they've lost at least 73 cell phone towers right. in the Northern California area. So. Part of the reason why those 500 people are unaccounted for is because loved ones can't get in touch with each other. But it does give us some hope that they have survived the fires, which in some areas continue to rage. Yes, they do. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Airbnb is extending its disaster assistance program to Oakland and Berkeley. This now means Airbnb hosts in San Francisco and Alameda, Marin, Contra Costa, and Mendocino counties can make their rentals available at no cost to people who've had to evacuate. Airbnb says more than 200 hosts have signed up for the program that'll run through October 30th. Also out west, a California woman is suing the company that owns the hotel where the Las Vegas shooter rented a suite he then turned into a gunman's nest. Paige Gasper is suing MGM Resorts International for negligence, along with the organizers of the Country Music Festival and the October 1st attack that killed 58 people and injured hundreds more. The 21-year-old woman is also suing the estate of shooter Stephen Paddock, who killed himself before police stormed his hotel suite. Back here at home, a potential candidate for Orange County Sheriff says the timing isn't right for him to launch a campaign. FDLE Special Agent in Charge Danny Banks, one of the lead FDLE investigators during the Pulse nightclub attack, announced yesterday he won't run for sheriff. He said if he were to run, he would have to resign just six months shy of his 25th year in law enforcement, which he calls an important milestone in the state's retirement system. He says it was a tough decision, but that it's in the best interest of his family's financial stability. Was uh, There was some rumor that he was going to be taking on Orlando Police Chief John Mina who's going to be running for Orange County Sheriff. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, apparently, at least not this time. Not this time, yeah. And another uh, unbelievable story out of Florida. Police say a Florida teen raped his neighbor at knife point, 
but then offered to make it up to the victim by, quote, doing some yard work or fixing something around her home. Oh, this is sick. 18-year-old Timothy Walding was arrested Friday and charged with sexual assault, burglary, and false imprisonment. According to the arrest report, Walding broke into the home while wearing a mask and attacked the sleeping woman, I believe this is in Boynton Beach, with a knife to her throat. He then stayed at her house for over an hour, told the victim that they knew each other and that she should really start using a deadbolt. He then allegedly made the yard work offer before leaving. Outrageous, this guy. I know. Man, oh man. Like, Cutting the grass is going to make up for it. And finally, chalk up another success story for SpaceX. The rocket company built by billionaire Elon Musk sent a communications satellite into space from Launch Complex 39 at the Kennedy Space Center last evening and another successful landing in the bargain. Yet another uh, landing of a successful landing of the Falcon 9 first stage. This is our 18th successful landing of the Falcon 9 rocket. That communication satellite was launched from Complex 39 at the Kennedy Space Center, and the landing of the Falcon 9 core stage took place on a drone ship, of course named I Still Love You, <laughs> parked off the Florida coast. WFLA News Time at 6.06. Read about Coach, the designer, changing its iconic name. Now going to be called Tapestry. Whoa, hope my daughter-in-law is listening. I mean, she's got all the coach stuff on the planet. She needs to know if there's a name change. She's going to wonder, what happened? I know, I know. We'll tell her where she can get the details. All right. It's at 1025wflacom The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Thank you, Devitz. Good morning, Orlando. From the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. She'll be back whenever news breaks, top and bottom of the hour, all morning long. And don't miss those Deb segments that we love so much. News you're flat not going to get anywhere else from my partner, the best in the business. And on the, um, on the production end of things, the technical end of it, it's Yaffe in the control room, our amazing executive producer. Uh, there is no end to... The frustration of the anti-Trump forces who didn't want him to be president can't accept the results of the election that they never expected. Don't like this guy. Don't like his policies. Don't like his style. And they want him out. And now they think they have found another way they may be able to get that done using a little known and never used provision of the United States Constitution. We'll get into it in a moment. You need to hear this. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Trump Secretary of Defense uh, General Mattis is vehemently denying that Trump ever called for a tenfold increase in the nuclear arsenal of the United States. Trump's also furious with NBC for their report that Secretary of State Tillerson at the same meeting where the issue of increasing the nuclear arsenal supposedly came up called the president a moron, actually an effing moron, Um, and, and again, accusing NBC of fake news. But all of this with North Korea and the president having the access to the nuclear codes and as president the exclusive right to initiate a nuclear attack There are a lot of people who hate Trump to begin with who are thinking, wait a minute, if we can trump up a charge 
that he is a loose cannon about to take us into nuclear war. You remember um, Corker in Tennessee, the senator saying, you know, he's putting on a path toward uh, uh, World War Three. I think, you know. I think if he keeps on like he is, you know, he sounds like a hick. Anyway, the anti-Trump forces are frustrated. All right, the idea this guy's going to serve four or eight years is that they can't handle it. The guy shouldn't be in office to begin with. They don't think he's legitimate. They think he's incompetent. Now they think he's dangerous. What do they do? Well, all of a sudden, they have glommed on to a little-known section of the 25th Amendment, which outlines the transition of power if a president is unable or unfit to serve. It came out of the assassination of President Kennedy in 1963. Section 4 of the 25th Amendment allows the vice president and a majority of the cabinet to remove the president from office. A majority of the Trump 24-member cabinet, listen to this, would be 13 people. Add Pence. Now, I can't imagine Pence would get to the point of wanting Trump out. He seems like you know an honest guy if there is one in Washington and a very staunch supporter of the president. Okay? But if you could flip him... And you obviously have some rest at some level among some members of the Trump cabinet. You could have 14 people, Pence and 13 members of the cabinet, sending a letter to Congress declaring the president unfit to continue serving. And if the Congress agreed with it, that would be it. Trump would be out. Pence would be president. Wow. It's actually in the Constitution, Yaffe. Steve Bannon, who was Trump's top advisor until he was bounced out of the White House earlier this summer, he says that's the greatest threat to the Trump presidency, that provision of the 25th Amendment. And he went on further saying he thinks there's only a 30% chance that Trump finishes the term. I, I, you know, I, I have no idea what's going on with Bannon. He's got his own agenda. What do you think of that obscure measure within the 25th Amendment? It's really frustrating, actually, that they keep bringing it up because that's not really what the 25th Amendment is for. If you don't like what Trump's doing, that's why you have impeachment. That's what impeachment was for. The 25th Amendment is if the president's really incapacitated. Right. You know, he has a stroke or something, he's in a coma. That's what that was for. Yes. Not for this. No, it isn't. It's ridiculous they're bringing this up. It isn't. And when you go back to all of the debate in the Congress that led to that provision of the 25th Amendment, you can go back and you can look at the transcripts of it. And it says that this is not about you don't like the policies, you don't like the personality. Right. This is you have a president incapacitated. Now, what is it that happens? So there's no doubt about what happens. So I wonder even, like you say, if they did this, I wonder if it could be challenged in court. That would oh. be a whole other issue. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I'm just telling you, the, the anti-Trump forces yeah. are salivating. All yes, right? they are. And this is the latest approach they are taking. I wanted to get that out there. Take a look at Section 4 of the 25th Amendment to the United States Constitution. It would be an abuse of that measure. But the measure is there. And you should take a look at it, patriots. And then you should get in your car and go test drive a Lincoln at Central Florida Lincoln. I think you'll wind up buying it or leasing it. You're going to love this dealership. You're going to love these incredible cars. You need to get to know them better on their amazing website that is just changing all the time. Mobile friendly. Take it with you. Check all the... Deals that come up one after another, last-minute deals, and get the buy of a lifetime at the largest Lincoln dealership 
Within the sound of my voice, it is Central Florida Lincoln. The biggest inventory gives you the best selection right on the lot. In all likelihood, you're not going to have to wait for the factory to make exactly what you want, and you're going to get the absolute lowest Lincoln prices. They guarantee it because if you bring in a better written offer from a competitor, they'll beat it by $500 at Central Florida Lincoln. They're amazing. Oh, and they just treat their customers so very well from the first time in the door to years after the sale. I love Central Florida Lincoln. I think you will, too. A really different experience in car buying. 2055 West Colonial Drive, out near John Young. Huge American flag dangling above the dealership is a real West Side landmark. They're great patriots and great friends, and you'll love them at Central Florida Lincoln. That website, centralfloridalincoln.com. You need to take a look at that. So now in Florida, one of the most powerful members of the legislature wants to give away taxpayer money to fund private scholarships for students who've been the victims of bullying in our public schools. Do we really need this? I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Let's talk about it, and if you want to weigh in on the uh, 25th Amendment measure that we've been discussing... The anti-Trump forces think maybe they can use that to get him out. 407-916-5400. Text line always open, 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. We'll get into all of this with you right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And that's in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. There's no doubt that we've got too much bullying in our schools. We've always had it. I don't know whether it's worse than ever or not. I'll give you the latest stats out of the Florida Department of Education. More than 72,000 bullying incidents reported during the school year 2015-16. The latest stats out there. And um, here in Central Florida, let me see, 4,700 incidents in Central Florida schools, including about 3,700 in Orange County schools. A lot of them, um, you know, involve psychological bullying, some of those. Uh, quite a bit of it, actually, is reportedly, you know, actually physical in nature, bat- battery and um, all kinds of other attacks, sexual assault, who knows what else. It's just disgusting. I hate it. But I don't think this is the solution to the bullying problem. I'd like to know whether you agree when I tell you this, that the powerful speaker of the Florida House, um, Republican Richard Corcoran of Land Lakes is putting together legislation that he will put on the floor in Tallahassee when the session begins early next year to give scholarships to children who are bullied at school, allowing them to get funding, sources yet unknown or unannounced, but it winds up coming out of the taxpayer's pocket, you know it does, to attend a private school of their choice if their parents want to remove them because they're being bullied in a public school. They could also choose to move them to another public school. All they have to do is provide the transportation. Well, Orange County School Board Chairman Bill Sublet is incensed by this, and so am I. He considers it an attack on traditional public schools. Corcoran's a charter school guy, wants to get as many kids out of the public school system into, into private schools, etc. And And that's a whole separate argument, okay, that has some merit, no doubt about it. But this is ridiculous. As Sublet says, I mean, what, what evidence do they have that allegations of bullying are not treated seriously? The way you handle this here is not to all of a sudden dig into the taxpayer's pocket. Now listen to me here and see whether you agree or not. 
and provide scholarship money for parents of bullied kids in public schools so they can take that money and afford to send them to the private school of their choice. The way you deal with the bullying problem is you call the principal, and the principal gets with the staff and the teachers of the bullying students. They get identified. They get warned once, and they're lucky to get that. Next offense, they are expelled from the school, and everybody knows what the price will be for being caught bullying. That's how you shut it down, and it doesn't cost the taxpayers of Florida a dime. Bothers me because Richard Corcoran, the House Speaker, will tell you he's a rock-solid conservative, Yaffe, but that's not a conservative approach to this. That's, oh, hey, sure, the taxpayers will foot the bill for the scholarships to get them out of the public school. No, no, you get the bulliers out not the bullied victims out. You know, Bud, I got to give you a lot of credit this morning because I did not think about it that way. You know, I think this is one of those things where they just want to help the students so so they'll do this just to help. But you're exactly right. That's the wrong approach. Your approach makes a lot more sense. Here's Bobby weighing in on this, and welcome aboard from Sebring. Bobby, you're on with the Bud Man. What's your take on this? Um, but um, my name is Bobby Bean. I I gave a, a testimony about um, it was eight years ago. We got the first bully bill passed in Florida for children's safety. Yeah. Okay. You worked on the I bill. Think, okay. Yes, and I also um, um, did it for three and a half years. And to be honest with the public out there, and I did write a book. If later on we'll talk about it, if you want to, is it was a waste of time. Why was um, it a waste of time, Bobby? I found out later on um, the the laws were passed in 1988. It's a longer story than we probably have time for. Well, tell me what your basic problem is. Please, let's get up to date. We got to be quick. We got a lot going on okay, on this show. Uh, we got news law, coming the up. The law was ineffective. All right. The one they passed. Um, what do you? What about the scholarship school. program that Corcoran's pitching? I'm, I'm against any of it what they're doing right now. Do you agree with my take that, that, you know, you go after the bulliers in the school, you don't use taxpayer money to get the bullied victims out of the school? No, I agree with that, bud. Thank you very much, and I appreciate that. We'll take more calls on this and text messages. Tell me, Mimi, you're, you're parents of kids who've been bullied? What do you rea- how do you react to Corcoran's approach? Or do I have the right approach here. How do you shut down bullying in our schools? How would you do it? Corcoran's got one approach. I've got another. Yeah, he actually agrees with me. <laughs> it happens a lot. You I act know, like it, it never happens. It doesn't, I'm like Rush. I'm not going to stop until everybody <laughs> agrees with me. Okay. Anyway, it, it's, a, it's an important story here. And it, and it really, you know, it, 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 it speaks to where our priorities are. You know, a conservative approach or kind of a, all right, it's got to be a government solution approach. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Oh, Deb's here uh, with a news update. We're going to have more on this bullying story, and we are taking calls on this, so stay tuned. You will be heard. But first, 
we continue to track the deadly wildfires in California. Where fire officials are confirming that the death toll now stands at 23 as over 16 wildfires continue to rage across Northern California. We've had big fires in the past. This is one of the biggest, most serious. It's not over. That's the way it is with a warming climate. These kind of catastrophes have happened. They'll continue to happen, and we have to be prepared to do everything we can to mitigate. Governor Brown visited yesterday the Office of Emergency Services, where his administration is responding to the wildfires raging across Northern California, including especially hard-hit wine country of Sonoma and Napa counties. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Back in the Sunshine State, a subject uh, button you, and the listeners on the 50,000-watt French porch, front porch we're just talking about. Yeah, and they're weighing in right now, waiting on the phones. Deb, you have more. Yeah, well, Republicans in the Florida House of Representatives want to send more kids to private schools using violence vouchers. House Speaker Richard Corcoran says any child in public school who's assaulted or bullied should have the right to attend another school in the county, including private schools. Schools that are failing kids because of abuse and violence, that should never happen. And that's why we want to give those children in those situations in the public school system, nothing's perfect, the opportunity to go out there and get a world-class education free from violence, free from abuse. Corcoran says there were 47,000 reports of violent incidents at public schools last year, and those are the kids who would qualify for a voucher. Meanwhile, a new study shows that students who participate in Florida's tax credit scholarship program are more likely to go to college and get their degrees. The Florida program is the largest in the nation, with more than 100,000 needy and low-income students taking part. Research by the Urban Institute, a Washington-based think tank, indicates that their college enrollment rate is 15 percent higher than those not participating, and they are 29 percent more likely to earn an associate's degree. And you can get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. Callers on the bullying bill, Connie, Matt, John, and the others, and our texters, stay tuned. You will be heard right after we bring on Gina with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report. This time every day, she joins us live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. And good morning to you, Gina. Good morning, bud. So let's take a look at the stock futures after a record day again on Wall Street. That's right. We have the stock futures little change this morning ahead of some economic data today that includes jobless claims and consumer comfort and the September look at wholesale prices, which is expected to be influenced by the recent hurricanes. Analysts say that placed upward pricing pressure on orange juice, cattle and gasoline. But we did have those new record highs yesterday as traders assess the minutes from the Fed's most recent meeting. The Dow was up 42 points at 22,873. The S&P rose five points to two tenths percent to 25. 55. The Nasdaq up 16 to 66.04. The Bloomberg Orlando index was flat to higher. The minutes showed that uh, Fed officials are going to base their decision on whether or not to raise rates, depending on economic data boosting confidence in that inflation number, which they want to see rising toward their 2 percent target. But uh, traders are expecting another rate increase this year. OK, fair enough. Now, Bloomberg puts the spotlight on hurricane recovery, specifically Irma that raked from one end of the state of Florida to the other. There is a big disaster relief package that goes up for a vote in the House of Representatives today. And apparently one big sector that was devastated here in the Florida economy is left out. Gina, what happened here? 
While additional funds for Florida's agriculture industry and health care needs are among the challenges that lawmakers face in future disaster relief deals that are not addressed in the package that the U.S. House is seeking to pass today, a Florida Agriculture Commissioner Adam Putnam asked that Congress include money for the state's agriculture industry in the aid package, meeting in Washington with much of the Florida delegation and saying the industry has suffered $2.5 billion in damages this hurricane season. But House leaders plan to pass the disaster relief package under an exit expedited procedure so the Senate would have to add the agriculture funds to the measure and send it back to the House. This won't be the last disaster relief package. House Appropriations Committee Chair Rodney Freilingheisen said he expects the next one to come before lawmakers reach a deal by their December 8th deadline to agree on spending for fiscal 2018. And a story that is related to some degree involves the citrus industry that was really devastated by Irma and there's a worst case scenario coming out of that. What can you tell us? Well, this is for orange juice prices. They may jump 29% on Hurricane Irma's worst case scenario, according to Jack Scoville, with the Price Futures Group in Chicago. This would be impacting consumers who uh, go to uh, buy orange juice and the producers. Uh, futures are up 22% since August 31st. Irma, as you know, made landfall September 10th. Earlier this week, Florida Citrus Mutual said that the Florida orange crop may fall 55% to the lowest in 76 years. And another sign that Puerto Rico is making a comeback, as difficult as it is in the wake of devastating Hurricane Maria. What's this all about, Gina? Well, some aspects of their economy. While the vast majority of Puerto Rico remains without power, most of its casinos are back in business, according to the head of Puerto Rico Tourism, who says 13 of the island's 18 casinos are operating again. He says cruise operations have resumed 81 of the 155 hotels the company endorses are open, but still, as of yesterday, more than 89% of customers on the island are without power. Yeah, very tough situation there. Thanks for keeping us up to date. Gina Cervetti with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report. Every morning, same time here in Good Morning Orlando. We appreciate it. We'll look forward to catching up with you tomorrow morning, Gina. Thank you, bud. Okay, good deal. Coming up, your calls and texts on the Florida school bullying bill and the problems I have with it. We'll hear from you right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and that will do in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Let me get your take now on this anti-bullying bill that the Republican Speaker of the Florida House, Richard Corcoran, says he will put up for a vote in the next legislative session. Basically, he would say if parents have a problem with their child being bullied in a Florida public school, that they have the option if they don't want to move them to another public school or just put up with a situation of uh, getting a scholarship to go to a private school. Funding source yet to be determined, but ultimately you know it comes out of the taxpayers' wallets. I don't think that's the right approach. The right approach is to go after the bulliers, shut them down with a warning, and if they do it again, throw them out of the school. That's what you do here. At least that's how I see it. On the line and very patient and actually calling from her car is Connie. Now, you're a charter school teacher. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this anti-bullying approach? Uh, good morning, bud. Yeah, I, I am. A, I teach at a charter school. I used to teach at a public school and had a really awful situation there, uh, which was not punished. And that was the last straw for me. I had to leave the public school and go to a charter school, even though it meant a cut in pay. It was fine with me. I was glad to do it. So are you saying that there was a bullying issue that didn't get resolved, or was it something else? 
it was something else. All right, I don't want to get into that if you don't mind, but tell me what you but think. I, what is I, the best I, approach to stopping the bullying? Okay, the problem with the problem with bullying or any other issue in the school and the public school have taken away all the teeth. You can't punish a child. Children are considered to be um, it, it's it's the poor little thing. He's he's not got a happy home situation or he's oh, he doesn't okay. mean to do that. He's, it's the bleeding heart liberal thing that we see everywhere else. And so as a result, these kids don't get disciplined and they keep no. on with the bullying or whatever misbehavior there is. Thank you, Connie, very much and drive safely. Here is Matt in Oviedo on this approach to bullying that the Florida speaker is backing that I am not. What do you think? Good morning, bud. I agree 100% with you. Uh, I would just deliver it in a different way. First time you have a meeting with the parents and a written letter goes in the student's file. Second time, you uh, suspend the student five days from school and you uh, suspend them from any extracurricular activities such as sports teams, uh, after-school functions or anything like that for a year. And then the third time, three strikes, you're out. You're completely expelled. You have to cut the problem off at the source, and the source is the person doing the bullying, not the person that got bullied. Amen to that, Matt, but I wouldn't give him as many strikes as you are. Here's John in Orlando. Go ahead, John. Good morning. Good morning. Talk to me. Okay. Uh, there's a solution. Um, yeah, the three strikes are out. That's great. That's on paper already. They have that, Okay. The problem is you can't prove anything. There is no proof. If your kid is being bullied, I have a kid in Orange County Valley School, one of the best. You can prove it. His iPhone got twisted and completely destroyed on the gym. They got cameras. Nothing happened. He lost his iPhone. Uh, You have to put cameras in every classroom. You have to put cameras everywhere in the school. That way you you can back up your story because they say, Oh, that's your kid and the other kid. There is no witness, and you have no proof. I see. I see where you're coming from there. So they don't they don't come forward. They don't get the kind of support. It's, it's almost like a it's almost like a bullying equivalent of sexual harassment issues, Yaffe. You know where where you know women don't come forward because they don't think anybody's going to believe them. You know, right? And that happens. And it does. What's on the text line on the bullying? So one person actually brought up a really great point. He said this. And then they'll get bullied at the private schools. There is so much room for fraud here with this stupid idea. Uh, but it brings up the point, what's to prevent them from getting bullied at the, the private school? Yeah, yeah. private schools don't necessarily mean yeah. better behaved kids. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. If you don't discipline them and outline the rules and enforce them anywhere, True. some kids are just going to be that way. Although I am for school vouchers for a lot of kids who are in these troubled schools to have better opportunities. Yeah, but it, but if it's a bullying situation, you that know, not, not just a school. lousy school in general, doing right. a lousy job of, of 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 growing the child's mind, okay, and training them to become adults, um, you know, the bullying thing, you just you got to get tough, you got to shut them down. None of this political correctness stuff. Poor little Johnny had a tough upbringing, so we got to give him some slack and let him act that way. That's nonsense. Crack down on him. One warning. Next time, out of the school. Bingo. Maybe bring back the paddle? No? Yes. <laughs> yes. In my school, it never left. <laughs> <laughs> it's got holes in it, too, in- so you can swing it faster, okay?
but but no spikes. So so Budtopia Middle School there has a go. battle. Gotcha. Yes, we need to log more time in Budtopia. Things are better there. In a moment, something's going to be real good for one of you. You're going to go to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas Concert in Orlando on us. It is a coveted, valuable prize, and we are proud to offer it again this year. If you haven't won sound judgment in 30 days, the company says you're eligible to play. Otherwise, please step aside and let somebody else win. 407-916-5400. Sound judgment callers only. 407-916-5400. All right, we got our sound judgment contestants ready to go. You can still win. If somebody gets a wrong answer, we'll open up a line for you to win at 407-916-5400. Win what? Listen to this prize. Here's Bryce. A pair of tickets to Trans-Siberian Orchestra's The Ghost of Christmas Eve at the Amway Center on December 16th. Tickets for Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Winter Tour 2017 are on sale now. Visit 1025WFLA.com keyword tickets for more information. All right, fantastic, and we are ready to go. Now, here we are. Yesterday, President Trump hosted another world leader at the White House, the leader of a country that's one of our longest-standing allies. want you to listen to some sound from that world leader. Then, use your sound judgment to give me the first and last name of this man and name the country he leads. Thank you. Great to be uh, back here in the Oval Office. As uh, the President said, a lot of things to discuss. Uh, We have an incredibly close relationship with two countries uh, that are interwoven in our economies, in our cultures, in our uh, our peoples. All right, we've heard that voice before. Give me the first and the last name of that world leader in the country he leads, and you are our winner. I'll start on line three this morning. Go ahead, line three. Go on. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Longtime ally. Close ally. Literally. Line four, go ahead. Justin Trudeau, Canada. Bingo. Game over. Smartest audience in talk radio strikes again. <laughs> You're going to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra on us. You excited? I'm very excited. Yeah? Terrific. Yes. We're excited for you. I love this when somebody's really pumped for the prize. So early Merry Christmas from all of us here on the 50,000-watt front porch to you. What's your first name? Rhonda. Rhonda. R-H-O-N-D-A? That's right. Calling from what town? Lake Buena Vista. Okay, excellent. Well, your Thursday's off to a better start than you expected, right? Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much, Rhonda. Don't go away. You and Bryce will have a conversation off air to make sure we make the connection with you. And congratulations to you. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Thursday at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning death and destruction rages on in Northern California. And a Florida expert will weigh in on the Boy Scouts admitting girls. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll be talking with them in a couple of minutes. My take and yours on this historic move by the Boy Scouts. This half hour on Good Morning Orlando. The Thursday morning at 7.02 on News Radio 102.5, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy calls the California wildfires an incredibly serious situation. The White House and the American people are with each and every Californian affected, and they offered any assets, federal assets, that needed to assist in this fight. In a Capitol briefing yesterday, the California Republican said the House will move quickly to provide disaster aid. House Speaker Paul Ryan called the wildfires nightmarish. 
He also heaped praise on firefighters, many of whom have lost their own properties in this fire. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Meanwhile, the House will vote on a big disaster aid package today. The more than $36 billion measure aims to help victims of recent hurricanes and California's raging wildfires. The bill is expected to pass easily, but some conservatives are grumbling that it's not being offset by spending cuts in other areas. The Senate is expected to take it up next week after senators return from a one-week recess. In a sad local story, a standoff in Brevard County is over after a 16-year-old boy shot and killed himself. Dozens of officers had surrounded the home on Martin Lane near Hollywood Boulevard and U.S. 192 in West Melbourne. They responded around midnight after the boy's grandmother called 911. The teen reportedly fired shots and officers retreated. Two people managed to escape the house. Some nearby homes were evacuated. Our big story this hour will be the Boy Scouts of America allowing girls to join. The group, Scouts for Equality, says it's another positive step into the 21st century. Earlier this year, they ended their ban uh, on on transgender members, which uh, we commended them for. And we really think that the decision to allow girls, uh, we think this is a really good step forward for the Boy Scouts. Executive Director Zach Walls added that his group will still push to strengthen diversity and inclusion within the Boy Scouts of America. The Scouts announced yesterday that girls will soon be allowed to become Cub Scouts and a future separate program will allow them to become Eagle Scouts, the organization's highest honor. The Scouting Board of Directors voted unanimously this week to make the historic change. The organization, of course, has been primarily for boys since its founding more than 100 years ago. And after the board that runs the Boy Scouts of America voted to open Cub Scouts and other programs to girls, the local CEO of the Girl Scouts Council says it's not their concern. Jessica Muroff is with the Girl Scouts of West Central Florida. For us as a council, our membership is growing, and we want to continue that growth because we know we offer the best place for girls um, to have that leadership development experience um, in an all-girl, girl-inclusive environment. The Girl Scouts of America issued a statement saying their organization provides a safe, girl-led space and that no other group provides a wider range of opportunities for all girls. Special guest on this coming up, a longtime friend of mine who's one of the top people in the Boy Scouts of America. And uh, the big question everyone's asking, and me too. Why? 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 We're going to get his answer on this. And I know him. I've known him forever. He'll tell me straight. And that's coming up. Good. I'm looking forward to hearing the why, because I just don't see the purpose for it. Yeah. Well, I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I have some questions about it as well. Uh, we, a lot of people do. Finally, researchers at Michigan State University say they're close to developing a pill for male birth control. Hmm. They're studying gene editing technology on mice and have discovered how to block the gene controlling sperm production. Researchers say the discovery is the first step toward finding ways it could be done in humans. I bet you favor that as a woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In the age of equality, why not, right, Deb? Well, Couldn't be the girl's responsibility to take the birth control and Yeah, it it, it and, takes and two mess to make with a their baby. System. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It takes two to make a baby. Yeah. It should be it should take two to to prevent that if that's there what you, you want to do. <laughs> WFLA news time at seven oh six. Check out a new video highlighting the resilience of the Florida Keys through Hurricane Irma at 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. So, what do you think of the Boy Scouts' historic decision 
to bring in girls on a host of programs who've never been a part of the Boy Scouts of America before. I'll be taking your calls at 407-916-5400 if you want to get in early. Hit the text line, never busy, 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Good Thursday morning, Orlando. As we roll into hour number two from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. One of my favorite people on the entire planet, a lifelong friend who has risen to one of the highest levels, to the highest levels of the Boy Scouts of America, cast a vote yesterday on girls becoming part of the Boy Scouts. And uh, I'm going to ask him the question, why, and uh, get his perspectives. Scott Christensen with the Budman here in just a moment. Don't miss it. Then I want to hear from you. And we'll have all of that along with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So, as Deb told you, in an historic change, the Boy Scouts of America have announced plans to admit girls into the Cub Scouts starting next year and to establish a new program for older girls using the same curriculum as the Boy Scouts that will put them on a path to potentially becoming Eagle Scouts. Right now, I'm bringing on a very special guest and a lifelong friend of mine. Scott Christensen is a top executive in New York City, but he is also president-elect of the Northeast Region of the Boy Scouts of America. He is an Eagle Scout, as were his dad, as is his son. And, Scott, it is great to have you with us on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. Bud, thank you very much. I Please understand, you, you know this, I'm flattered and really honored to uh, have been invited to be on your show and to share and share my thoughts and those of the Boy Scouts with your listeners in Florida. Well, that's just terrific. You were in Dallas for the big vote. It was unanimous, so I guess you voted for this. Please answer the question a lot of Americans are asking this morning. Why would the Boy Scouts do this? They're the Boy Scouts, Scott. Well, very, very good question, Bud. And, and um, yes, we are the Boy Scouts. And frankly, there has been a lot of pressure on the Boy Scouts for a number of years to make this exact change. In fact, most recently, the National Organization for Women was lobbying us to do this. And so we've been holding off uh, on doing this and finally realized that it was the right time to do it. And as much as we're talking right now about, um, you know, admitting uh, young women into the program, it's really more a question of uh, what we're calling family scouting, because there are a number of ethnic groups in this country that we've been trying to penetrate and to invite into our program who deal from a family perspective. So if their, daughter, their son can be involved, that's fine. But if their daughter cannot, then they do not necessarily want to be well, what involved. What groups would those so, be? Give me some examples, Scott. Well, there, there, there are certain. Uh, the first one would certainly be the Asian communities, being the, the Chinese and the Koreans. And that is also true with many of the Hispanic families, that hmm. they, they prefer to do things as a family. And so, um, so we, we feel it's important. But I think the most important thing, Bud, is that we, we believe that the Boy Scouts of America is um, arguably the most wonderful uh, program for, for young people in this country. And to exclude young women from the benefits that the boys have been reaping for well over 100 years now just seem to be unfair. Can't they so get the same benefits by going to the Girl Scouts as they always have? Or are the they, programs different, Girl Scouts versus Boy Scouts? The, the, pro, the programs in many ways are similar, but in other ways they are different, uh, particularly from the point of view that the, the Boy Scouts offer a much more um, aggressive and, uh, and, and varied outdoor program that the girls do not necessarily uh, offer. 
But again, the more important thing is not so, we're not trying to compete with anyone. We're certainly not trying to compete with the Girl Scouts. What we're trying to do is give the, the, the families, the parents, and the young people another choice. I mean, that's, that's the key here, just another option that they can select. Well, let me ask you, if you have a boy in Boy Scouts and you'd like it to be an all-boys thing because you believe that there is value in some all-male activities exclusive of girls, are you still going to have that option in the Boy Scouts, or is that now denied you? It's going to be co-ed whether you want it to be or not? Well, it's not necessarily co-ed. In other words, it's inviting the young women, but And as, as the national press has, has properly indicated, uh, right now, uh, the, the young women will be, when I say right now, the first phase-in will be having the, the, uh, the young women be part of a, of a Cub Scout pack. And the way that a, a pack works is that they have what are called dens. And the dens will be, will be done, it's based upon what's called the chartered organization. But in most cases, we expect that dens will have young women in one and young men in others, so that you will still have the single gender, but it will be co-ed perhaps for, for greater activities, whether they be uh, outdoor programs, whether they be um, you know, visitations to uh, you know, sites or whatever. So, um, but again, the, the the beauty here is that people will have an additional choice. That's okay. the most important. I have to ask you, Scott. You've been in the Boy Scouts of America forever. Are they going to change the name? Uh, as of and, and honestly, it's, it's a very wonderful <laughs> question, Bud. And there was a lot of dialogue in Dallas. Yeah, I'll bet. At the national meeting when I was there. And as of right now, the answer is no. Um, at some point, that may evolve. But the feeling right now is uh, the name has been that name for. Uh, we celebrated our 100th anniversary in 2010. Uh, that'll probably stay exactly the, the way it is at this point. Why now, is this other... happening now, Scott? Why wasn't this done 5, 10, 15 years ago? What's changed that caused you to make this change? Is this a case of the Boy Scouts of America in survival mode, um, having trouble getting enough members so you tap into a large new population? Not in the least, but um, the Boy Scouts okay. of America has never been healthier than it is right now. Okay, uh, both both financially and membership wise, it's just it, it's it's a question of responding to the to the tenor of the times. Uh, there there is demand for this. There has been uh, a lot of interest in doing this for a long time. It's rather, um, you know, you say why? Of course, it's a great question. We could have done it a long time ago, but the feeling was maybe that was not the right time. But there's been such a groundswell of interest in this that uh, that we finally said, you know, if, if this is what people want, we need to respond. The other thing I should mention very quickly is that what we're talking about right now and what's been announced is having girls in, in, uh, in Cub Scouts and then eventually in Boy Scouts. But girls have been part of our program for, for a number of years. We have a venturing program, which um, has been around for quite some time, which deals with um, – older teenage girls and boys, Mm -hmm. and that has been co-ed for that period of time. So it's not brand new. And and honestly, we've we've had situations where, uh, I was talking earlier about the family scouting, where there have been some young women who have have been part of certain uh, cub packs just because that's what they wanted and what their families wanted, and they were frustrated that they couldn't register because that was not our policy. And so Having changed our policy, they can be embraced and be officially registered as members of the Boy Scouts of America. 
Scotty, I'm going to wrap it there. I could talk to you all day. We've been friends forever. I so admire all you've achieved in your life, and we have a great time when we get together. And as president-elect of the Northeast Region of the Boy Scouts of America, my friend, I wish you all the best as you continue your lifetime commitment to the Boy Scouts of America, no matter how they change. Scott, thanks. i got a ton of callers who want to weigh in. We'll get to them in a moment, okay? Terrific, but thanks for having me. Thank you. You bet. Okay, and we roll on with your calls on the Boy Scouts bringing in girls big time. How do you feel about this? I, I, I still ask the question why. I really do. I don't think I would have been a yes vote in Dallas yesterday, but it was una- unanimous by the Boy Scouts of America board. So it is going to be a done deal. And the text line open at 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. You're next on this controversial issue and this historic move by the Boy Scouts of America. That and Orlando's news, weather and traffic updated in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Let's go to the phones on the Boy Scouts, bringing on girls big time. And here is John from Orlando. Good morning to you, John. Morning, Bud. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you? Just fine, Bud. So a couple of things um, uh, as far as this goes. First of all, I wish Scott was still back on. Make no question about it that this was the Boy Scouts buckling under the pressure. There's no question about that. The other thing he says it's just might, conforming to changing times. I think I, I understand, and and it, it's buckling under pressure. There's no question about pressure that from where? Mind. Pressure from where? A pressure from the liberal, the politically correct groups that are bombard, have bombarded the Boy Scouts, and I am an ex-Boy Scout leader uh, for years and years on this. You don't like no this. Question. Why do you not want girls in the Boy Scouts? My, my solution to this would be have the Girl Scouts develop new programs like the outdoor programs the Boy Scouts have and let girls be with girls and boys with boys in this part of their life. But uh, go ahead. Absolutely correct, bud. That, that, that's the key to the whole thing. That the Girl Scouts have been asleep at the wheel. I've had, I've got two girls. They were in the program and the program really is woeful. It's woeful, uh, compared to the Boy Scouts. There's another aspect that I told Bryce about this whole thing. Go ahead, and quickly. I'm, inter- I'm interested to see what the Mormon Church reaction will be because the Mormon Church is the sing- writes the single biggest check to the Boy Scouts of America every year because the Boy Scouts are their only male youth program mm-hmm. uh, in the church. And uh, they've already ticked off the Mormon church with the gay issue. Yeah. And I'm just now this this would be interesting to see how the Mormon church is going to react to this. Yeah, I'll have to ask Scotty about that. Thank you very much. I appreciate your input on this. Chief, you're on the line from Orlando. You're on with the Budman. Good morning to you, Chief. Morning, Bud, and thank you for your show. You're certainly a patriot. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being with us. Yeah, kind of to tap in uh, what John was talking about. Yeah, I, I think it's certainly pressure. I, I saw this coming when, when they when they buckled uh, when they held out for the longest time. But when they buckled to allow gay scout leaders, I, I knew that the organization was going to was going to transition into something that that it's not going to look like in, in years to come. Then they allowed the, the transgender children, which I, I I have a trouble with at that age, to even introduce that to kids. And now with the girls coming in, I, I think it's going to be an organization that, that more people run away from than embrace because of this decision. That's my humble opinion. I, I think I think what they're trying to do is make it to where there is no difference between boys and girls. 
And unfortunately, there's a huge difference between boys and girls. All right, Chief, thank you very much. On the text line, Yaffe, what's coming in now? I'm getting a lot of texts, bud, that say that there is no doubt in their minds that this is them caving into pressure. That, you know, pressure of political correctness and all of that. That it's not just, um, you know, what he said it is. One person said this, though. Says, Bud, I'm burning my Eagle Scout card shirts with all my badges at the next campfire meeting. Wow. I yeah. just wonder how this is going to be received, you know? I, I really do. The, you know, the Boy Scouts of America board voted unanimously for this in Dallas, and, and Scotty was there. Um, and uh, he thinks it is the right thing to do for the future. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, staying up with the times, so to speak. Yeah, another person, Bud, says, My son, nine years old, will never be a Boy Scout. Thanks a lot. You know, has a lot to do with this nonsense, he says. I'm sure we'll be talking more about this. Thank you. I appreciate your input. And uh, thanks to my old friend Scott Christensen for coming on the show this morning. He and I don't agree on everything politically, but he is one terrific guy who has done an awful lot of good work and has an absolutely terrific family and sings a real good bass alongside the Budman in the old Colgate 13 acapella group. Really? Does he compare to you at all in the bass? Oh, he's terrific. He's wow. just great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's, I mean, to get he's, any clo- anywhere close to you in that. Huh? I think he's great. Wow. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. And uh, and as I say, he's been a friend of mine ever since we were in college up at uh, Colgate University long ago. And he's done such great work in scouting and in the rest of his life as well. He's a real special guy. Real special man to me. Okay, coming up at the bottom of the hour here, Deborah Roberts updating our news, of course. And then you're going to hear Mayor Buddy Dyer do something that he's never done before that maybe he ought to do again. He turned himself into a late-night-style talk show host to deliver his annual State of Downtown address. We'll hear a little bit of that as we get into the next half hour. Deborah Roberts alongside me right now. If you're just joining us, we're going to get you up to date on all the news. And, of course, everybody is focusing on fire-ravaged California. Deb? Where the death toll, bud, in the Northern California wildfires is at least 23. Officials confirmed two more deaths in Sonoma County where most of the deaths have happened. Some 3,500 homes in the area have also been lost. There are 22 fires burning across California, scorching more than 170,000 acres. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. We brought you this item last year when Arby's unveiled it for the first time, but are you a fan of venison? You know, I've, I think maybe once in my life I've eaten deer meat, you know? Only I had a once? Funda- fundamental problem eating Bambi, I think. I oh, think it was a psychological man. thing. So good, bud. Really? Yeah. I take it Mike Yaffe's well, a fan. I, yeah. I, I, love, I love Arby's. You know I mean, they have the meats. Yes, they right? do. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, me That's too. Awesome if you've ever place. had venison jerky, that is fantastic. Okay, I'll have to try that because I do love me some jerky. It's really good. That must be like eating your belt. Can't <laughs> <laughs> do jerky stuff. No, it's tough and nasty. This from the guy who ate dog biscuits. Yeah, exactly. I did, but only softened up in milk, and only when I was well, five. Dip the jerky in anyway, milk. Anyway, Deb, we're stealing your newscast <laughs> from a, you. Go ahead. This, it's Arby's and venison. What's the deal? Is, I like the uh, Arby's versus uh, eating your belt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arby's is taking good news for Mike Yaffe. They're venison sandwiches nationwide. Really? Yes. If you remember, last year the sandwiches were only available in a few states last year. Remember you told us that. Deer hunting is really big, and venison is very big, like my home state of Wisconsin, Georgia, I believe, Tennessee. But that's going to change 
on October 21st when all 3,300 Arby's restaurants will be carrying the deer meat sandwiches. The sandwich features a thick-cut venison steak uh, sourced from a supplier in New Zealand. Interesting. The meat is topped with crispy onions and a berry sauce. So American deer don't have to run for their lives. I guess not. But in down under in New Zealand, you better watch out. Take cover. <laughs> the fast food chain is also testing out an elk sandwich wow. that will only be available at restaurants in Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana. I love Arby's. I, I really, I've yeah, always I loved their stuff, and I will definitely try a venison sandwich for them. I worked at Arby's. Did you really? Yes, I did. That was where I famously asked, would you like fries with that? And oh. I can tell you from working there that they, they run a nice, clean operation. I've always loved their food. And the roasting, the roast beef in the back that yeah. they put in early in the morning, oh, it just tortures you. It smells so good. <laughs> I can smell it right now. I just know. Just describing it. I oh, know. Man. I can, too. I'm so sorry. And while our tummies rumble, what else you got? <laughs> well, when you're done with your venison sandwich from Arby's, take a run over to Burger King which is uh, redefining how you down your cereal. The burger joint is planning to unveil a cinnamon toast crunch milkshake. Ooh. Burger King says its new shake will feature pieces of the cereal mixed with a sweet cinnamon-flavored syrup and vanilla soft serve. The shake, which is described as a cup of cinnamon swirl bliss, is only 780 calories. (laughs) Only, huh? (laughs) 780 calories? Man. Burger King has a history of making cereal mashup shakes in June. A limited edition Lucky Charms shake was available, and before that, there was a Fruit Loop shake. Burger King's president says the cereal mashup shakes have been a hit. <laughs> and finally, do you like the smell of pumpkin spice? Yeah, I do. That's a big popular thing. Everybody's putting pumpkin spice in everything. I really do, yes. yes. Gaffy, no? I mean, it's okay. It just I, I'm sick of it being everywhere. The other day, I saw pumpkin spice Cheerios. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah, like, I'm not so what? sure about that. <laughs> like, real, it's getting out of hand. I think. Well, yeah. one Baltimore high school was recently evacuated after students reported a strange odor, and it turned out to be a pumpkin spice air freshener. I kid you not. The fire department's hazmat team responded to the school, and staff and children were evacuated by EMTs. Five people were taken to the hospital as a precaution. Well, they thought it was poison gas or something? No, they didn't. Really? <laughs> they were just overcome with the smell. <laughs> Can't and unconfirmed it. reports that Mike Yaffe was among the five. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't either. I ran. I ran <laughs> from the school. Deb, thank you. You're welcome, bud. Let's go to the phones. Off our conversation and my interview relating to the uh, Boy Scouts of America opening up the doors to this great organization to girls big time, giving them a path to Eagle Scout, girls in Cub Scouts, etc. And my interview with one of the top men in the Boy Scouts of America and a longtime dear friend of mine, Scott Christensen. Now, Chris is on the line all the way from the great state of Maine listening to us this morning. Chris, welcome aboard. What do you think? Did we lose him? No kidding. All right. Well, we'll try to revive him here. All right. See if he can give us a call back. I'm not exactly sure what happened, 
I promise you, we did not hang up on you. Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer did something really interesting and creative yesterday. He hosted the DTO show, as in downtown Orlando, turning what had been an annual dry-as-dust speech on the state of downtown Orlando into a late-night-style talk show that he hosted, sitting behind a desk like Jimmy Fallon, bringing on city officials to well-orchestrated music and well-staged applause, like Orlando's downtown development director. Well, let's talk about Creative Village. I saw a number of people from UCF. Let's give UCF a little live. All right, UCF. So I'm really excited about Creative Village, too. We're going to have uh, the UCF campus and Valencia campus already broke ground. Eventually, we'll have 7,000 students down there. Yeah, and it went on and on and on, and it was amazing how good and how glib and how comfortable the mayor was. When he stands up to give a speech, he's just terrible. I'll be honest with you. So is Rick Scott. So is Bill Nelson. He's got a lot of company. He's just a stiff when he does that. He was really, really glib. The only downside to this, it was one puff job after another. The people who work for him coming up in city administration and bragging about how, every, how great everything is in Orlando. It was a total puff job. There is no nah, doubt about that. Usually those things are, though. But it was really, really much more watchable. I'd recommend the mayor stay with this format, even though we didn't learn a thing about problems and challenges faced here in the city of Orlando in the downtown area, whether it is crime or Sunrail not getting the ridership to avoid a massive tax increase downstream. Well, he should have interviewed the, you then. He yes. should have brought you on. Uh, I'm telling you, though, I, I thought it was pretty cool what he did. It, it was it, it, it's, it's unique, that's for sure. Yeah. Got yeah. your attention. Yep, absolutely. All right, back on the line all the way from the North Country. In the state of Maine, here's Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Hi, Bud. Hi there. It's a little disconcerting when a liberal from Maine gets cut off on iHeartRadio, but I knew you'd take me back. We did not pull the plug, okay? <laughs> I promise you. Go ahead. The reason I'm calling is I wanted to weigh in, um, knowing Scotty for a very long time, and having been a Boy Scout, a Life Scout, I quit before becoming an Eagle Scout, because I'd had it with the all-male syndrome. Really? Uh, and I think that the Boy Scouts have done a remarkable job of focusing on a business model that makes sense today. And that is, if you want to expand an organization, you have to look to embracing a wider community. And that's exactly what the Boy Scouts are doing. Do you worry life. that they're going to get a backlash from... Uh... From, from from scouts who are saying, well, wait a minute, I've got a guy on the line, I don't have time to take the call right this minute, who is saying he hates the idea the big wigs voted for this without talking to the troops. He's a scoutmaster, and uh, he sounds like he's in full rebellion over this. I'd be disappointed if there wasn't a backlash. Um, no organization uh, that's as big as the Boy Scouts mm -hmm. can function effectively without diversity of opinion, and that means a lot of people are going to disagree with it. Uh, yeah. any decision okay. that you make. But you're fully but supportive this of one, it. one, I think, addresses the bigger issue, which is what is scouting about? And scouting is about the youth of America. And the fact that they have been the Boy Scouts historically, I don't think is going to get in the way of their future. As a matter of fact, okay. I think this decision is going to expand their future and make them even stronger. Right. 
Always great talking with a liberal from Maine. You don't mind if I cut you now because we got Rush Limbaugh standing in the wings. You have a great time. We missed you dearly. <laughs> I love you, bud man. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. He's another one of these guys I used to sing with who listens to the show from, from way up in Maine on iHeartRadio. Good deal. And he, he is a lefty, but he's a good guy to hang out with as long as we don't talk politics very much. We always have a politics-free zone. Good morning, Orlando, on a beautiful Thursday morning. Wonderful to have you with us here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour for our latest check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning death and destruction rages on in Northern California, and the debate over Civil War memorials continues at the state capitol. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. Stop. Stopping sexual harassment in the workplace. Let's talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Thursday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 102.5. The California wildfires are producing as much pollution as all the vehicles in the state do in an entire year. Wow. The fires are emitting a pollutant that's the main cause of haze in the U.S. So far, it's the same amount of pollution that's produced by 35 million vehicles. Boy, does that put the wildfires in perspective, Yeah, Deb. The Environmental Protection Agency, Bud, says wildfire smoke is affecting air quality not only in California, but also in Nevada, Oregon, and Idaho. At least 23, 23 people are confirmed dead in nearly two dozen fires sweeping through the wine country and other parts of Northern California. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Remember yesterday in the news, you told us it was the worst air quality San Francisco has ever had. And then I saw a shot of the Golden Gate Bridge and the beautiful bay right there. And it was just grim. It was just awful. I mean, it's just a terrible story, and it continues. And it continues, absolutely. Another st- uh, story, terrible story that continues is Jason Aldean is going to take the stage tonight for the first time since the, the, the Las Vegas shooting. The country music star was performing at the uh, Route 91 Harvest Festival on October 1st when a gunman started spraying bullets into the crowd. Over 50 people were killed and about 500 others were hurt. Aldine returns to the stage tonight in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jake Owen, who also witnessed the horrific shooting, will also return to the stage tonight in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Overseas, there are reports out of the U.K. that a U.S. drone strike has killed Britain's most wanted female terrorists. The Sun and other British publications say Sally Jones was killed by a U.S. Air Force predator near the border of Syria and Iraq. Jones was prominent on social media where she recruited female jihadis to join ISIS. The 50-year-old Jones was a former punk rock singer who traveled to Syria in 2013 to marry a 21-year-old computer hacker. U.S. intelligence chiefs say they're not 100% certain how Jones died, but they are confident that she is dead. What a story that is. I My know. goodness. What a uh, pedigree. Yes. <laughs> Back here in the uh, state of Florida, a group that defends Confederate monuments says most Floridians are on their side. David McAllister with Save Southern Heritage says a new poll by Gravis Marketing shows overwhelming support for leaving the memorials alone. This poll shows that the local officials that have removed war memorials have rejected the will of the people and cannot be trusted to protect the honor of Florida veterans. The Southern Heritage Group is asking Florida lawmakers to increase the penalties for vandalizing or defacing any memorial that honors veterans, including Confederate vets. Yeah, I hate to see what's going on here. I mean, it's also costing uh, small city treasuries a fortune to take out these monuments like this. And once it's done, it's done. And one or two people should not be making 
monumental decisions like that, in my opinion. Well, in the meantime, Bud, a new memorial near the Capitol is a step closer to being built. A state House committee yesterday passed a bill calling for a Florida slavery memorial. Miami Democrat Keone McGee is behind the bill that he says will honor the nameless and forgotten men, women, and children who made undeniable contributions to the state and the country. And finally, an asteroid that will come pretty close to Earth will fly by your TV screen. NASA says the space rock will come within 31,000 miles of Earth tonight. That's far enough that it won't be a threat, but close enough that an observatory in Hawaii will offer live streaming of the flyby. The, sl- uh, the show on slu.com, that's S-L-O-O-H.com, yeah. will begin at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Scientists are also going to be using the asteroid's close encounter with Earth to test the planet's defense systems. NASA doesn't expect to have uh, to put the plan into effect for a while. They say no known asteroid poses a threat to the planet over the next 100 years. Yeah, but if you ever saw the Armageddon movie with <laughs> Bruce Willis, it'll make you think twice that we ought to get those defenses up. Exactly. They, they've been wrong before. Mm. That's a pretty big gamble. WFLA News Time, it's 8.07. Read about Coach changing its iconic name at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. They say in football parlance, I'm calling an audible here. We're going to take more of your calls because I like what I see on the screen on the big controversial decision by the Boy Scouts of America to admit girls big time. And we've got some interesting new perspectives on that. And so I'll take calls on that and we will get into what to do about sexual harassment in the workplace as time permits today. That could be a story that we'll have to keep for another day. Stay with us as we roll into hour number three on a power-packed three hours together on the 50,000-watt front porch. We're glad you're with us at 808. We'll have this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic updated in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You know, I put together a rundown in a format timed out to the minute for three hours here, but we always want to be flexible on the 50,000-watt front porch and responsive to input from the smartest audience in talk radio, okay? That's why we open up the phones and we got a text line as well. We want to hear from you. The other guys who do this kind of show in the morning don't ever seem to want to hear from you, but this to me is the best of Good Morning Orlando when we go to the phones. Here's Jill on the Boy Scouts bringing in the girls. What about it? As a girl yourself from Orlando, what do you think? Hi, bud. I, I'm fuming. I'm furious. It's upsetting. Boys need to be with boys and, and, and men leaders. First it was we had to accept the gays uh, to be leaders. Now with girls in this organization, this is flat out wrong. I, I don't know where this came from, and it's horrible. I just It's going to change the dynamic of camping. It's going to change everything, all the rules. You just... I'm just beside myself. Thank you, Jill, very much. I appreciate it. But you know what? There are some who think this maybe could be a good thing. Wendell, would you be among them? Welcome in from Orlando. You're on with the Budman. Hey, good morning, Budman. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's you and I take a, a trip back to the 60s where we grew up. Okay. I was in a, the Boy Scouts, and one of our greatest times is when we would go out on an outing 
and the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts would go together on that outing. We didn't live in a big city. Yeah. We lived in uh, North Jersey in Bergen County, mm-hmm. and we were uh, taught respect not only in the, in the Boy Scouts, but when the Girl Scouts came with us, best behavior, uh, respect, yeah. and that's one thing that uh, our children today don't have. Well, let me we, ask we, you then, are you saying you support the Boy Scouts' historic change? Absolutely. Uh, can get good, can bring people together. We've spent the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years tearing people apart, dividing people. All right. Fair enough. Thanks for that. And let's get to Danny. He's weighing in from Orlando on the Boy Scouts, bringing in the girls. Good morning, Danny. Uh, good morning, bud. Big fan. Uh, okay, so um, I'm 27, and uh, I used to be a life scout um, in the Boy Scouts. I think the smartest solution to this, and this will take away all of the political crap, is just get rid of the Boy Scouts, get rid of the Girl Scouts, and make it the American Scouts to teach everybody equally across the board, you know, uh, survival skills, respect, things that are missing from public education. The American Scouts of America instead of the Boy yeah. Scouts of America. Yeah, you know, just just uh, make mm-hmm. it one organization, co-ed, keep the living, you know, uh, quarters separate, obviously, yeah. but, you know, just have, like, the real world doesn't, doesn't work like, oh, you're just, you know, one group and the other okay. group, it's, it's, you know. All right, I get it. I see where you're coming from, Danny. Thank you very much. On the text line, Yaffe with us, never a busy signal, 23680. Folks are checking in on this topic. Standard message and data rates apply in the text line. What do you see? Uh, one person says the Boy Scouts of America is many things that might, in fact, be beneficial to both sexes. But it's first and foremost men teaching boys to be men. And this kind of gets rid of that. This is kind of where I am on this. And I yeah. think there are many, many places in life where boys and girls can, you know, interface and have relationships. It's part of school, you know? I mean, there was a time in this country, you know, where the boys all were in one class and the girls in another class. I mean, but but now it's not that way. Why can't there be a part of your day, a part of your life, a part of your growing up experience where you have just the the unique dynamic of being with those of your own gender? I don't understand why moving away from that in society in every way is considered good. I think in some cases it is not. I couldn't agree more, but one person says this. He says, I have two boys, age one and three. They will not, I repeat, not be going to the fake Boy Scouts. The fake Boy Scouts. <laughs> That's From what he fake said. fake news to fake Scouts. All right, fair <laughs> enough. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Boy Scouts made an historic change yesterday, unanimous vote by their board in Dallas. We've been talking about it. They're going to admit girls to the Cub Scouts, and girls will now have programs taking them on a path to Eagle Scout. And Louise in DeLand is with the Girl Scouts. You've been a leader, and I guess you've also worked with the Boy Scouts. What are your thoughts on all of this, Louise? I really don't think it's right. I have was a Girl Scout leader Back in the 70s, 80s, uh, Boy Scout, I was a den mother, and then I was a committee member for Boy Scouts. I still help out once in a while with the Girl Scouts. I'm 77 years old. I, the boys and the girls need to have their own thing. You know, why do they not, need to have their own thing? I'm with you, but why do they? Okay. You're, you have the experience. Quickly tell me why. Okay. Boys are being taught how to be men. 
girls are being taught how to be ladies. You know, and there are certain things that you just don't mix them. Got it. Thank you for that. I do appreciate it. Randy, your reaction to the Boy Scouts' historic change? They're taking in girls big time. What do you think about it? Well, I think there's a reason that it's called Boy Scouts to start with. They were very smart when they named the organization Boy Scouts. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they did that for a purpose so that all the dummies that are still out there that can't figure this out, it's the Boy Scouts. You know what? I, I I talk with my friend who's a top executive in the hierarchy of the Boy Scouts of America. I said, so what are you going to do, change the name of this thing? And he says, no, they have no plans to do that. Yeah, and now that the boys have put their tables on the card, uh, their cards on the table, isn't it time for the girls to go, okay, you boys can come on in now. Are the Girl Scouts going to allow boys into their organization? Girl Scouts are apparently not happy about this. They feel like that they're going to get, um, you know, they're going to lose membership. Girls are going to go over to these outdoor programs that the Boy Scouts are going to be offering that they don't have. You know, I I think they ought to offer the programs that the Boy Scouts now say they're going to give to the girls that they can't get in the Girl Scouts and adjust to the changing times and tastes of the girls. There's a place for boys to be with boys and girls to be with girls. I think we had a good system here, and I liked it the way it was, and I would not have voted for this move. Thank you, Randy. What do you think, Mike? Yes, but I think someone makes a pretty good point on the text line, which I agree with. says, I'm a former life scout and a father of three daughters. We were disappointed with the Girl Scouts and the lack of outdoor activities, but the solution isn't to have girls join the Boy Scouts. The solution is to fix the Girl Scouts. Or to be the dad that takes your kids outdoors and teaches them the skills you want them to know. There you go. Boy, I'll tell you what. This is one of the hottest topics we've had recently here. I mean, we could go on and on and on. The phones are still on fire. Okay? We continue. Bottom of the hour. Stay with us for a news update with Deb. Deb, for folks just joining us. Doesn't happen all that often, but you, Yaffe, and me all are in agreement. We are not real happy with the Boy Scouts and this historic change of opening up the door to girls big time. I just don't see the reason for it. I really don't. I I understand the Eagle Scout program and some girls wanting to be a part of that, but I I just don't see the reason for it. But Ron from MIMS seems to have an interesting take on the Boy Scout story. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. Good morning, Budman. How you doing? I'm fine, and the Deb Meister's even better. Go (laughs) ahead. Hey, Deb. Hey, uh, Deb, are you really? What was the girl? Um, the actress. Um, oh, I think the the one who played mother on um Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, last, she has the last name as you. Yes, she did. The, Doris yeah, Roberts. You, you guys related? <laughs> <laughs> I wish because anyway, then I could have access to her accounts. I'll tell you what they they, they share one thing Sorry. in common. They're both a handful. <laughs> <laughs> I say Don't lovingly. Oh, preach on, bud man, preach on. So, what's your take in, on the in that? In that the gender is a handful in itself, <laughs> stuff. I think the Boy Scouts have strayed from their original, like whatever, uh, not goal, but uh, mission or something. And I, I think we should bring back or reenact the He-Man Woman Haters Club. What is that? You've never heard of that, bud? You don't, you don't remember the He-Man Woman Haters Club? No, I don't remember that. What is that? Where's that oh, from? Oh, man. Uh, um, the Little Rascals. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. The Little Rascals. Well, there was one, one or two episodes or whatever where... Um, 
I forget what what brought it about, but Spanky and Alfalfa, whatever, uh, they 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 organized the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Okay, so they didn't like the girls, right? That was the deal? Well, would you like to, I mean, one of them was called Spanky, and the other one was called Alfalfa. They had a lot lot more things to be angry about. (laughs) Darla was the girl, remember? Oh, yeah. And Robert Blake. Robert Blake was also a child actor on that show. Okay, it was just a nice journey down memory lane from, uh, you know, from thank you, Ron, from movies ninety years ago. (laughs) You know what? As long as we have Harvey uh, Weinstein, we have plenty of women haters out there. Boy, amen to that. By the way, we're going to get into stopping sexual harassment in the workplace on tomorrow's show. I bumped it for all the uh, incoming we had on the Boy Scout controversy here. Now, though, we want to put the focus on the. catastrophe unfolding with the wildfires out west end. Yeah, gusty winds are predicted across northern California today, but increasing the rapid spread of wildfires, the very last thing they need. At least 23 people have been killed, and more than 3,500 buildings have been burned to the ground in the most destructive fires in the state in decades. The only good news is that winds are expected to die down later in the day. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. All right, there's some there's there's getting something late. And then there's getting a letter that was delivered to a Detroit woman recently after being mailed in 1955. Let me do the math over 60 years ago. Michelle Moore says the letter was addressed to Ellen Perlman, the man her mother bought the house from in 1957. Incredible. Moore says her 85-year-old mother is still alive and Perlman was younger than her, so she's hoping he's still alive and can be found. Chances are she would have uh, been able to find Mr. Perlman um, and reunite him with her mother faster than she would have and waiting for this letter. Yeah, I would think so. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. And a Florida man who was short on cash allegedly Googled how to rob a bank before actually robbing a bank. Really? You can find anything online, can't you? You really can. The Miami Herald reports 26-year-old William Joe Johnson was found at an express inn by police on Monday where they questioned him about the robbery. The bank teller told police the man had a gun and left with an undisclosed amount of cash. Johnson admitted to the robbery and the Google search. According to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office, Johnson spent the money on rent, bills, and a drug binge, <laughs> subsequently booked into the Pinellas County Jail on robbery charges. I'll be doggone. What else you got? Well, I do have a really interesting item for Star Wars fans, which I know both Bryce yeah. and Mike Yaffe are Star Wars fans, as I'm are you, that. bud. Yeah, I like it. All right, well, here's yeah. a chance to have a little Star Wars at home while it cleans up for you. May the Force be with you, even when you're cleaning. Samsung has launched a limited edition Star Wars-themed PowerBot vacuum cleaner, and it comes complete with Darth Vader and Stormtrooper designs. Uh, okay, th- that's that's awesome. But what it really should look like is R2-D2. Now that would be cool. An cool. R2-D2 vacuuming your floor. But take, I mean, listen to this. The Darth Vader version makes the Sith Lord's trademark heavy breathing sound. Oh, nice. <laughs> the Stormtrooper vacuum calls out, let's go, when it begins cleaning. 
The Darth Vader awesome. version is choking to death on the dust in your place. That's <laughs> See, what's going to, on To there. me, it should look like R2-D2 or the Millennium Falcon as it's vacuuming. Ooh, yeah. For me, my question is, why did you look at me when you said the Darth Vader vacuum was choking on the dust in my house? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anything. We, all, we know in your house it's dog I hair. don't know anything <laughs> about your place. We're not getting any rumors started here. <laughs> Thanks, Deb. You're welcome, bud, man. All right. News top of the bottom of the hour. The best in the business, my co host and partner here in Good Morning Orlando, Deborah Roberts. In a moment, my doctor, Ken Kronhaus, with a weekly house call, breaking health and medical news. Something you need to know about sauna sweats. Where else are you going to learn about that? Sounds like a Deb story to me. But it's a Dr. K story, and it's the house call coming up. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. Doc, it's always great to have you with us for the weekly house call at this time on a Thursday morning. Welcome aboard here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Great to be with you. A little sleepy with all the people who watched baseball last night. Boy, I'll tell you what. How about those Yankees coming back from the dead and taking out the Indians in five? I knew you'd be watching. You're a dyed-in-the-wool Yankee fan. My heart is pounding. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Well, you've got a good heart doctor taking care of it. You. (laughs) My heart doctor, Ken Kronhaus, right now. Now, um, and right now, a little red flag on some search uh, on, on some research here about what can cause heart trouble for you women, Doc. North American Menopause Society annual meeting this week, but trauma may be more than psychologically damaging for women. It could also could boost their chances of heart trouble. Women who repeat that they've had three or more traumatic experiences had poorer functioning of the inner lining of the heart and blood vessels. This is called endothelial function than those with fewer traumatic experiences. This reduced endothelial function can increase the risk of heart disease, actually heart attacks. So you can damage the wallpaper of the circulation to the heart. Wow. If you've had three or more traumatic events in your life, just be careful. And and women are particularly vulnerable to that, exactly. I guess, huh? Very interesting. You've always told me stress kills, and to the extreme with women, I guess it really is a serious problem. Important information there. And, you know, and if you enjoy um, a sauna now and then and working up a good sweat, here's something you need to hear about. Go ahead, Doc. Yes, enjoy it more. This is the American Journal of Hypertension this week. Those who take sauna baths four to seven times a week, they cut their risk of high blood pressure by nearly half compared to once-a-week sauna bathers. Sauna bathing appears to decrease systemic blood pressure through different biological mechanisms. In the sauna, your body temperature rises, widening the blood vessels. And over time, this appears to improve the function of that inside layer of the blood vessels that we were just talking about. Sauna baths also remove fluid from the body through sweating and relax the body and mind. So if you, women, if you had trauma in your life, go get a sauna. <laughs> there you go. And now, more research as we try to unravel all the mysteries associated with autism. Doc? Exactly. Uh, BMJ, British Medical Journal, this week, taking a multivitamin during pregnancy may reduce a child's risk of developing autism. Multivitamin use with or without added iron or folic acid, it's associated with a lower likelihood of child autism with intellectual disability compared with mothers who did not use supplements. 
Well, I got to tell you, I confess to having a sweet tooth, and I have a lot of company in this regard. You sound the alarm about the problems that sugar can cause, and now there is new research on another front related to this. What can you tell us this morning? Well, not to be a killjoy, because there are treats in life, but this is when your lifestyle is all sugar. This comes out of Clinical Science Medical Journal this week. Overdoing it on sugar might harm the livers of otherwise healthy men. Mm. A sugar-rich diet is associated with unhealthy high levels of fat, but in both the blood and the liver, consuming high amounts of sugar can alter your fat metabolism in ways that can increase your risk of heart disease. And interesting, when I uh, reminded folks you were coming on here this morning, I, I use this particular item to get them interested in sticking around for the house call, and everybody loves the house call here. There are so many married couples who are listening to us right now, and any marriage, as good as it might be, has its ups and downs, and that can have an impact on heart health, which I had not heard before. It's amazing how it can affect your health. This comes out this week in the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health, that married men who see their relationship with their spouse improve over the years may also experience positive changes in their health that can lower the risk of heart disease. Specifically, improving relationships are linked with lower levels of that LDL bad cholesterol and relatively lower weight when compared to those in consistently good relationships. Deteriorating relationships, on the other hand, are linked with worsening blood pressure. Doc, before you go, and thanks for a great house call as always, um, you and I were both Cub Scouts when we were little boys, right? Yes. What do you think about the Boy Scouts now? They're going to open up Cub Scouts to girls and give girls a channel toward becoming Eagle Scouts. Good move or bad move in your view? I think there should be opportunity, but there should also be at that age opportunity to do things on your own and then opportunities to get together. I was very much involved in camping as a kid, Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed and I learned a lot camping with the guys. And then we had fun uh, doing things with the the girls, but there's times to at that age that you want to be with all the guys and... It's uh, some things I think we're not broken. Why fix them? There you go. Doc, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I think we're basically like mind on that. Thanks so much and have a great day at Lake Cardiology. Give my best to your staff. Be well, bud. Thank you, Doc, very much. And you need to book an appointment with my heart doctor. You can see what a great guy he is and how endless his knowledge is of all things health and medical related But, of course, he's a cardiologist, and uh, he's really the best in the business, and he's so dedicated to each and every patient. It's amazing how much time you get when you're with him, and his great staff backs him up. It's just a friendly, upbeat place, and, boy, they'll tell you what, they take great care of every patient. He has amazing heart care knowledge and heart care technology embodied in his BudScan 2.0 heart scan that ends the guesswork on what shape your heart's in might save your life, and the good news most cases, insurance will pick up the cost. Book an appointment today. Call them at 352-735-1400 and tell them the Bud Man got you on the phone. 352-735-1400. And Doc is nationally syndicated on the radio and his great show, Good Day Health with Dr. Ken, carried proudly here on WFLA. Tune in every Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. In a moment, I still have callers on the Boy Scouts' historic decision announced yesterday in a unanimous vote by their board. They are opening up the Boy Scouts to girls big time. You like it or not, and in either case, why? Join me, 407-916-5400. 
text line 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. We uh, wrap things up here shortly from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Still ahead, we have uh, another update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, of course, and that'll be for you in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Boy Scouts throwing up the door to girls. That's the big historic decision by the Boy Scouts of America. And boy, I got to tell you, it has ignited our phone lines this morning. Scott, welcome in from Claremont. Thanks for waiting. What's your take on this? Good morning, Bud. You're a great American. Well, so are you, my friend. What do you think now? Well, this has got nothing to do with girls getting an equal opportunity or girls getting to do the things that guys get to do. This has this is just another liberal assault on human nature. They got the prayer out of the school. They're trying to make uh, it's an assault on they're an assault on religion. All the things we hold dear, they're going after the NFL. It all it's just one thing after another. This is going to come and go. I think Trump's going to tweet on this very shortly and get this thing straightened out. Wow. Ridiculous. So we need a Trump and, uh, tweet right now. Say no girls in the Boy Scouts. Uh, I'm sure he's going to stand up for reality. Well, we'll have to see what he says. That's interesting. Yaffe, I don't think we have a Trump tweet on this this morning, do we? I have not looked, but I haven't seen anything. Usually it comes up on Fox News or something if it. If All right, I'll tell you what, in a moment, give us a quick check on the um, on the text line here. While I bring in Mike from Orlando, I got less than 30 seconds for you. Go ahead, Mike. Hi, this is Mike. I really appreciate your show. Thank you. Um, I'm now part of a, a group called Trail Life USA. Uh, that's basically the Boy Scouts uh, in the 1950s, um, and they allow boys to be boys. Mm-hmm. I, left, I was a Scoutmaster for 20 years, and I left the Boy Scouts... Uh, when they changed the uh, membership standards back in 2013. Uh, I could see the writing on the wall that uh, this was just going to go downhill from there. You think the Boy Scouts are not what they used to be, huh? I I truly believe that. Thank you very much, Mike. I wish I had more time. Quickly, Yaffe, on the text line before we go. Uh, Yes, Bud. One person says this, which I like. I agree with the Bud man. It makes no sense to do this change. Another person says, why can't there be boys and Girl Scouts, a Boy Scouts and a Girl Scouts? Why do they have to be blended into one thing? There you go. go. I like that. I'm with you all the way. Hey, it's the weekend of winning. Your chance to go and see Leonard Skinner at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland on November 4th. Text FREEBIRD to 23680 to enter for a chance to win a pair of Leonard Skinner tickets and an overnight stay at any Red Roof Inn you'd like. Confirmation text will be sent. Standard data and message rate supply. Can't text? Go to the website, 1025wfla.com, keyword contests, and enter online. Weekends of winning brought to you by Red Roof Inn. Type www.redroofinn.com directly into your browser to get the best deals direct from Red Roof. Join Yaffe tonight from 8 to 10 for the best in talk radio, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 to 9. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.